It is time for the Friday Follies. Very excited to have a couple of great guests with me today to make fun of the week's news. Ed Kelly is back once again. I'm not sure why, but he is here. And, uh, of course, Man About Town. You hear him on Mitch Albom's program on WJR uh, quite often, doing movie reviews, among other things. Wednesday night at uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Very good. Very good. Oh, really? Yeah. I cool. open mic night. I'll be up next week. Excellent. Well. well, of course, obviously been doing comedy for a long time as well. Long-time radio guy and uh, Man About Town. Like Beast I said, working. it's my favorite. Thing. And also we have with us today Spencer Hayes for the first time. Welcome, Spencer. Now, he's, of course, a senior publicist at CNBC and a managing partner of Apropos Music. And, and I love this. I ask for a little biographical information of the guests so we can, you know, introduce them correctly. My favorite part of yours, Spencer, was that you are an undefeated t-ball coach, but only because they don't keep score. Exactly. I spent summer coaching Detroit PAL team. Yep. Five and six-year-olds, uh, every kid gets a chance to hit, but at the end of the game when they'd be like, Coach, did we win? I mean, I didn't want to, you know, I wasn't ready to crush their souls just yet. Oh, well. <laughs> They'll get there. Life is so difficult. You know, let them have that for, let them know that one year when Coach Spence. Is where they get like a that, participation trophy, man? Oh. <laughs> the thing about that, I always wonder, people complain about it, but. Who's giving out the awards? The older people. So why are millennials getting blamed for receiving trophies? You guys are the ones giving out the awards. (laughs) It it is our fault, us old people. That's right. Speaking of old people, Tom Brokaw. We'll yep. talk about Tom Brokaw a little bit, you know, because I've been watching Tom Brokaw since I was a kid, right? Yeah, well, I turned them off now, okay? <laughs> he, was, he was my favorite anchor by far yes. of, of, of the anchors there. He stepped in it this week. He stepped yeah. in this week when he said that basically Latinos are not assimilating into American culture. Uh, I, I, I did something on my podcast about this saying, what, what the heck does that even mean, first of all? Well, but he needs to assimilate into the nursing home, I'm thinking, because <laughs> he is... He sounded like yeah. it was a real get-off-my-lawn moment for him. Big time, yeah. I don't think his filter is there anymore. First of all, I'm impressed that you could understand when he said assimilate because his L's don't usually come out. Assimilate. Assimilate. Yeah, to me, Brokaw Broca always sounded like he had a bottle of absolute in the bottom drawer that would roll back and forth when he opened his desk drawer. That is old-school journalism, though, right? Aren't you <laughs> supposed yes. to have that the bottle guys of bourbon with? in the drink? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's oh, right. I thought you meant bigotry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You well, set that up. You know, and here's the thing. He he came out with one of those classic apologies. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did offend somebody. A lot of and, and, you know, you could have just said, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Because he was wrong on the statement that he made. Yes. If you actually look at the numbers and how many people are learning the language, he was just flat out wrong. And I think that speaks to something going on in our culture right now where it just seems like there's a complete lack of any empathy or just common decency, and I'm not one. I'm not on the Howard Schultz train, certainly. But and people should be active and fight for their political beliefs. But every single thing doesn't need to be like you know the Alamo, and it's just kind <laughs> of it gets to a point where we can't have every single thing has been politicized, and everything is so contentious that it's kind of hard. You don't know what how to move on from it. Uh, absolutely. I'm uh, glad he mentioned the Howard Schultz thing because that, that did not endear him to the common man. And who better to represent the middle class than the guy that invented the $8 latte? <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, <laughs> he now knows what the price of Cheerios is. <laughs> and I saw someone point out that 480 people have technically filed to run for president, which is obviously preposterous. Yeah. But they were pointing out, like, maybe cover one of those people that's actually officially 
running yeah. for president and not a guy who's basically criticized a bunch of things, said some broad generalizations, but what is he actually for? Like, you want to cut the deficit. Awesome. You know, we want to win the Super Bowl. How? Explain, like, what you're going to do. It's fun to just say things, but what is... He has no track record to point to. So it's not like we can say, well, of course he stands for well, this. Well, look, he's just another one of these CEOs. And, and there's something about this, this ego inflation that happens when you get to the pinnacle of the business world. And, that makes and you $3 think billion, that you can, dollars, yeah. Well, that makes you think you can solve all the world's right. problems. Yeah. I can run Starbucks, so therefore I can run the country. It's not that simple. As we are, as we are learning right now, in his businessmen do not always make the best politicians. Yeah, but <laughs> but if, in, in his wait, defense. Businessmen might be too generous a term yes. because... Failed businessman might be a more accurate term, yes, but yes. we can get into that. But you know that he did that he stepped away from Starbucks for a time, right? Yeah. And they the, the stock tanked. He walked back in. They were they were overselling the sandwiches. He walked in. He went too much sandwich. Bring back the smell of the coffee. The stock went back up. So I mean, he can fix things. Okay. He does have a smell. Yeah. <laughs> well, a sense of smell. Yes. And you're going to need and that's you need to mask technique. that in Washington, though, because there's a lot of bad smells yes, coming out of Congress yeah. these government, days. Government is in a business, though. The, you know, the po- what's the point of a business? To make the most money either for your business or to, you know, government. for your shareholders. That's not why government exists. And whenever, well, if I hear one more person make the analogy that, well, you can't balance your personal budget... You know, your personal budget and the budget of a government is not the same thing, and people need to stop thinking of it that way. And the other thing that I always tell business people who think that they would make a great politician, name me one CEO that goes into a business where at least 50% of your employees are actively plotting your downfall (laughs) (laughs) and trying to find a way to screw you every single day, make you look as stupid as possible. You know, and that's something that politicians are used to, right? It goes with the territory. Yep. Business people are used to being told yes all the time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Whatever. They find that out pretty quick that, hey, that guy that says he wants to be bipartisan and work with you, he's lying. Mm-hmm. He does not want to work with you, and he's not going to do anything to make you look good in any way. Anybody that I work with, I immediately introduce myself by saying, et tu, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> so, well, all right. I, I do want to talk about this because the only thing that's been on the news here. Yes has been the polar vortex. Yeah, and as our resident Canadian, yeah. I have to ask you about this because Windsor just went about their daily business. Schools were open. We acted as if this was going to kill us all. Yeah. Um, I started playing hockey and, in the middle of the freeway. And, and the, mail, the mail did not go through, by the way. I, which, which was, you know, the appointed rounds were not met. Right. Um, but what is it about Canadians? I, I guess in winter in Canada, it's supposed to be cold. It it's is. something that you are just used to. It's a part of your psyche, yes. I'm guessing. Now, and you at, worked in Winnipeg. I did. I was a Windsorite, but I, I segued out to Winnipeg where I tell people I've served two years. It is, <laughs> it is very, very cold. It gets down to minus 50 Celsius. I can no longer do the math in my head. Going it's back like 25 below. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cold. But I would, because I was doing a morning show at the time, I had to get up at the coldest point in the 24-hour cycle, which was 4.30 a.m. So I'm hitting the parking lot. Every parking space in Winnipeg has an AC outlet. You have to plug in your battery blanket, your, your block heater, your oil heater. So, of course, being from the east and not the west, I would pull away from my parking space without unplugging my car and then roll over the card and have to go to Canadian Tire and get another one about three days out of, out of five. And then not only that, the, the, the lubricant in the door on the hinges is, does not function. So you're... <clears throat> trying to get the door open on your car you get in the lube in the steering column does not work so you're you're, there's no such thing as power steering at that time in the morning not only that rubber does not flex at those temperatures (laughs) yes so you're driving a flintstone car to work until the rubber is flexible 
and it shakes the heck out of out of your vehicle and destroys it basically. But you what still go about your business and yeah, you get you things done. Yeah, yeah. What does it say about our country that uh, Ed was more committed to a morning show in Winnipeg than our president is to uh, doing his job in Washington? Ooh, ooh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, he's had one right event on his schedule. For yeah. like three weeks now. I mean, the guy is clearly just like, you know, I don't care I'm what golfing. your politics are. I'm golfing. I'm a duffer. It's a business thing. I have to do it. I own golf courses. That's, yes, that's my favorite. Uh, let's, let's talk about the wall for just a second because we are hurtling towards the potential of, of either a quote-unquote national emergency about the southern border mm-hmm. or um, potential government shutdown once again. He's talking about this. He went so far as to say it was Paul Ryan's fault that there's no wall funding. So he blamed Paul Ryan. And not, then for, said, yeah, "That's because because we had him on tape, like taking complete blame." <laughs> but he did it again yesterday. He came, went back on and took the yeah. blame for it. Well, here's why I did that, and basically suggesting that you know it was a political game. Look, I know what it's like to not get a paycheck. That sucks, big time. You know, and and it's one of those things that he was willing to do that, and now he's taken ownership for it once again, and he doesn't realize that this is actually really hurting his approval numbers. Yeah. He's, he's in the tank right now. Yeah, which is why he ended the shutdown, by the way, because his numbers plummeted. But I've got three words for this. Totalitarian temper tantrum. <laughs> Pardon the alliterative, but it, that's beautiful. what it is. But I shut us one single tear. <laughs> See, I, I, you know, I am advocating for a wall on the southern border. The border between Detroit and Windsor, so we can oh, keep really? Ed from getting back into the country too often. You know, well, one of those things. You got something against strippers? <laughs> I think the talk about who's to blame even gets away from the issue that, like, it's not a major problem. Every single metric that we have shows that the numbers are falling. I saw a number 60% of undocumented population has been in America for over a decade. Sure. There, it's just... So, A, like, go back to the very genesis of this theoretical solution, and there's not even a real problem. And But the like, caravan. Well, no, the <laughs> problem is they yeah, don't have one of these. What happened to the caravan? Okay, this is a green card. This is what you need to get into the country legally, okay? Something there is that doesn't love a wall. It's not me. I love a wall. Believe me, all in all, it's just another brick in the wall. And I don't care who's pays for it, but I'm going to shut down the government if they don't. And it kind of feels like we're living on the dark side of the moon when I have to listen to that. Um, it's cold enough. See what he did there? Ah, very that good. That was good. Yeah, I know. I was a little, little Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd fun. Uh, Pink Floyd on the Friday Follies Too cool for here. school. <laughs> Spencer Hayes, Ed Kelly, my guests on the Friday Follies. Uh, all right, let's talk about this, too, because President Trump yesterday, or two days ago now, came out and, and his intelligence staff was on Capitol Hill. Which is an oxymoron in itself. <laughs> on Capitol Hill talking about the perceived threat from Iran and other yes. countries and saying, yeah, Iran for the pretty much is complying with, yeah. with the nuclear agreement still. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in compliance. We don't see any real threats. Donald Trump comes out, says they're all wrong. They yeah, should go back to school, he says. But then comes out yesterday and says, no, they're going to see it my way. They're going to understand the way that I understand. I'm like, wait, these are the people that are actually doing the research that you're being briefed on. So wait, you understand what's happening internally in Iran better, better than your, your national... Uh, it was remarkable, just the sheer number of things that they said he was wrong about. And the thing that was most staggering to me is that he was denying... He said that he was taken out of context for something that was aired live and fully documented. And at what point does the context excuse stop where everyone uses that? And well, okay, why doesn't anyone ever say... 
So explain the context. Well, what was the context that justifies? Yeah, they're this? wrong. They don't understand how big a threat they are. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to make a case. What case are you trying to make? That Iran is now the biggest threat because it was North Korea. Oh, we're meeting with Kim Jong Un again. Yeah. At some point, maybe. We'll see. I'm sure that's going to go well. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, w- is this anything anything to distract people from the other stuff that's going on? Because you Iran, mean like the nuclear arms treaty with Russia going away this morning? Yeah, yeah. No. That's all good stuff, by yeah, the way. You know, um, yeah, Russia. What's Russia? No collusion. Well, yeah, that's that's. And young man, around. you remind me of Don Jr. You really do. Oh man, <laughs> that is like darn near a slur. Uh, well, but but here's here's the thing. If if we have to, S N L. Whether you whether you like NL. President Trump or not, the one thing that we all can agree on, because Sarah Sanders told us so, yes. is that God wanted Donald Trump to be president, and that's why he's president. Yeah, and so it's divine intervention. Well, I'm wondering, so does he only get involved in certain elections? Because there's no way Sarah Sanders thought that God wanted Barack Obama to be president for eight years, <laughs> but he was. So maybe, maybe, is it possible that, you know, God is getting involved in our political battles here in this country? Isn't he too busy deciding who wins the Super Bowl and who gets the <laughs> best uh, cinematography Oscar because you couldn't do it without, you know? I mean, it's just, it's really a, I mean, she is a Mike really crazy Huckabee's thing daughter. to hear. Like, you're allowed to have your own personal views, but, like, in the course of an actual discussion, to just use that as, like, like I, you can have religious faith, but to put the onus on me to have just, like, blind faith, that is just straight-up propaganda. So, like, so does that mean I get to go to church on Sunday and yell at the pastor saying, dude, what'd you George do? George Orwell's do? editor would have crossed that out and said, two on the nose, man. This is supposed to be sad, so, like, subtle. Come on. And well-read, too. Well, if you ever need to talk to God, Craig, you just call me and I will answer all of your prayers. <laughs> Thank you, I Mr. Promise. Graham. You're welcome. <laughs> I actually was at the dedication of the Billy Graham Library in Char- outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, it sounded like Morgan Freeman. Thank you. Oh, you thank it. you. Well, I didn't get that one, but That's no. All right. so Billy, I was at the Billy Graham Library dedication. Yeah. Four living presidents were there, well. and I got to sat next to Joel Osteen on one side, Ralph Reed on the other. Talk about a weird experience. Yeah. There were only like 100 people there, but every televangelist in the world was at this thing, yeah. all basically giving props to the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, you know, and. and uh, so, what did your wife say when you came home with trunks full of 75 pound food buckets? <laughs> those are great, those, those food buckets, those, by the way. Well, they, they I, last. It's a Basta. Fe- that is a fever dream <laughs> yeah. watching those. Like, that's the Jim apocalypse Baker. is upon us. Like it is there. See in Jim their Baker mind. though that's with the hipster crazy. beard now. He's looking kind of like Burl Ives a little bit, a little but bit, he's yeah. definitely got uh, definitely got a better gold. look going on. That silver and gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we just go there right now? Then if we're going to talk about gold, yes. Um, public art. Yes. Public art is always something that that creates a little controversy, a little discussion. Um, but few few pieces of public art have gotten as much attention <laughs> as this new. What is being referred to as the golden butthole of Macomb <laughs> County? <laughs> this giant ring on, on Hall Road out by Lakeside Mall. So many like, Welcome to Sterling Heights so or whatever it says. Mine was, when, when I saw the headline, I thought that was just Trump's pet name for Ivanka. I mean Melania. Oh, and I thought it was his oh, portrait. Man. Yeah, so, uh, you know, what do I do? But this is great, though. This guy starts a Facebook page. That he bought at his own auction for his own foundation. And put up. But this yeah. guy starts his, this web page, or this Facebook page for the gold, what they're now calling the golden butthole. And the mayor of Sterling. Heights is actually like, 
Yeah, I think it's great. We're getting attention for this thing. <laughs> but the site is hilarious. I'm oh, not yeah. going to read some of the memes no, and some no. of the things that are on there. But they, they're getting thousands and thousands and of followers on, on Facebook. The, the golden butthole hashtag. <laughs> no. That is a risky click. Yeah, I don't sure want those emails. <laughs> You're praying that it's going to be Rick, uh, yeah. Rick Roll. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like my friend Big Al. You know, you punch in by gal when you're looking to, for, for, to Google him. And boy, the sites that come up, yeah. it embarrasses him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... I, was I understand why they do it, but they spent a lot of money on this thing, right? It right. was not cheap. And, and again, public art is always somewhat controversial. Unless you're Tyree Guyton, and then it's free, right? <laughs> sort of. Yeah, sort of. So look, I am not an expert in the field. But to me, when I, when I heard Golden Butthole and I went, it kind of, I was like, it just kind of looks like a ring. It's just well, like it a is. circle. It, it wasn't is. like. Which is what a butthole is anyway. I uh, fill <laughs> in the burning well, ring you know, of fire. They're, they're like, you know, Egypt has a golden sphinx. We have a golden sphincter. <laughs> that one was, You're on the board. That one was on there. So, okay. You know, I, 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 I don't take credit for that joke. That was somebody posted it on that website. Uh, I, I perused a, it for a while. The source. You're too it was pretty darn funny. But, yeah. you know, at the same time. Art is an art unless it pisses I mean, you off. Hall, Craig, Road, Hall you know Road, but Hall Road pisses me off anyway. Okay. Just because I don't like driving down that road. It's yeah. dangerous. There's not enough traffic there, lights. People go a million miles an hour. Look at this elitist talking about Trump country so derogatory. Is there a Maybe. road in, in Michigan that's safe that you know of? Oh, boy. I mean, it's not Heinz Drive, I'll tell you. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if we fix the roads, fix oh, the damn roads. hot patch right now, anyway. Oh, here, here's my favorite thing. Four okay. former legislators, right, speaking yeah. of the roads. Yeah. Or like Bob Emerson and, and Ken Sycama. Uh, you know, these guys were titans in the legislature on the Democratic and Republican side. Four retired legislators who were there at the beginning of this funding crisis, which goes back to the Engler era, mm. now come out and say, hey, we know how to fix the roads. 47 cents a gallon tax for the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Add 45 cents uh, yeah, exactly. a gallon. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But I'm thinking to myself, hey, guys, why didn't you do this while you were there? Yeah. Because there's oh. no way this new batch of people are going to do this. You had a way. You had no term limits back then. Mm-hmm. You had enough name recognition that you could survive whatever tax you decided to put on. Yep. So now you're like, well, this is the simple solution. It is the simple solution, but you had the power to do this like yeah. 20 years ago, and Everybody's they didn't do it. Everybody's brave once they're term limited out. Have you noticed that? Oh, Here's the thing. These, are guys, I actually, these yeah. are guys I actually respect. I watched them make deals all the time in Lansing back when I covered the Capitol, mm-hmm. and the four guys involved in this are all smart, accomplished legislators, actually came up with some pretty impressive you know, deals back then when they were still willing to make deals with each other. The tax thing is always three-card Monty, though. It's like when the lottery gives money to the schools, well, the money they were giving to the schools goes back to the general fund. You know what I mean? Well, sort of. The money from the lottery does all go to the schools. Right. But yes, that just yeah. that much less that they have to and give from the dis- general fund. Right. Well, so. it just seems like on a state or federal level, all of our systems are kind of built with the expectation of good faith that people, our politicians, are represented. This is democracy, man. You vote, they go to Washington or they go to the state house and they fight for you on your behalf for what's best for their constituents, and that's what like all of our systems are based on. And now they just don't work because. No, you know, it's just a pure count. It's a, like, straw poll, and if you have the numbers or you don't, that's the only thing that matters. We don't actually care about building consensus. No, typically we don't. Not in this day and age. It's, and so maybe they just couldn't, true. you know. Uh, all right, I definitely want to talk about this for just a second. Um, the Texas Republican Party, I, I thought this one was particularly um, bad. Fun group. Right? Egregious. 
Yeah. So Holocaust Remembrance Day, right? Kind of illustrates my point that I was just making. <laughs> and so the Harris County Republican Party in Harris County, Texas, posted a message to Facebook saying, you know, we are here to remember. It's Holocaust Remembrance Day. We'll never forget. And then with the hashtag, so far. leftism kills. Now, right. I, I love this little this little bit of revisionist history that seems to be making the rounds right yeah, now. Okay. That somehow, because they were called the National Socialist Party, the Nazis, basically, yeah, yeah. That, that means they were a left-wing party. No. I'm sorry, but yeah. they're about as far-right fascist as you can get. It doesn't pass the smell test. Wait, no, you mean it doesn't. nefarious and infamously... Uh... <laughs> But, Misleading but, propagandists were well, not direct. But using using Holocaust Remembrance Day yeah, to promote propaganda, this basically. propaganda is Gross. really disgusting. And you know they took it down and they're like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that." But um, leftism kills. Well, dude, you know what they say: everything's bigger in Texas, including the bullshit. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right. But I mean, it's kind of just it goes to the, it speaks to the memification of politics in our culture you know everything needs to be one simple if it can't fit in a top line bottom line so national socialist party socialist socialism bad you know every venezuela can venezuela ever come up and people don't go that's socialism ah." but they never talk about like norway or sweden or he did say memification and not meanification yes well either way well speaking of venezuela Mm. john bolton Right, of course, National Security Advisor, the President, comes out of a meeting the other day with his legal pad. Normally, when you go into these meetings, cabinet meetings, you come out, you have all your stuff in a folder so that people can't read your notes. Yeah. He's got a note on there that says, 5,000 troops to Colombia. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, are, are we actually thinking about sending troops to, to South America just yeah. in case Venezuela blows up? Right. Or is he writing fan fiction again? Well, that's exactly yeah. Is this just like, this is my dream, this is what I want to do? And not only that, in the digital age and with the Zooms, you can really, make, you can really bring out the detail in things. Well, you know, in, cover in, that stuff up. John Bolton's track record yeah. makes me think that he likes sending troops around the world. Yeah. We know this about him. He would well, like to send them to Iraq again to just go into Iran. Have, have you read like to, Drift by any chance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But how, did they do it on purpose? Was this done on purpose, or do you think he just was that careless? It's so hard to say now because the Democrats do the sending same a message thing. to they Venezuela: get your get your crap together, or else we're coming down. <laughs> we're there. coming in. Boneheads, really? It Us? is uh, like it kind of with Valentine's Day coming up. It seems like you know, like a do you like me? Check the bot. Like you know, it's just kind of <laughs> that's a candy heart. <laughs> you know, but it would be kind of fun if they just started like putting little mess, like little Easter eggs for the downfall of our country. Oh <laughs> Perfect. I kind of like it. Spoiler alert. Uh, how about this one? Um, Apple. Yeah. Had a little problem. A little glitch. A little glitch. A little glitch where FaceTime basically. You could watch what people were doing. You know, I'm the guy that And that's covers... the problem. So it was never off, right? Yeah. It was just on, and you could basically listen to what people were doing, saying about you. Well, what you say before you answer the ring goes through. So you better not be cursing your boss when the, phone, when the FaceTime call comes through. This is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Apple is not Apple anymore since the titular head went uh, to the celestial body, really. I mean, things have not Mr. been Mr. Apple? <laughs> Mr. Apple. But, you know... He's a good man. That is a, that is a pretty significant glitch, though. Yeah. Um, yeah that's I, a son of a glitch like, right Like, how there. is that even built in, like... I don't know, but, you know, it, they, all these companies say they take our privacy seriously. Oh, right. Clearly, clearly they don't. No, I mean, they take our metadata seriously. Absolutely, take, yeah. because I, I will, 
I guarantee you, my phone is in my pocket right yeah. now. There, if I yeah. mention that, hey, I'm thinking about buying a new car. Yeah. I bet you when I open up my phone in about 15 minutes, because there's going to be some ads for new cars. Because it's listening. Yeah. They're always listening. See, I've re- actually, I read an article about that because I've heard that a lot. And what it is, is the fact that every person that you're connected with, it all goes into the same thing. So if I bought a TV or if I like something or if I'm here, it's all the geolocation, the fact that we're all here together and we saw something, then something that you like and something that you like will affect my algorithm. (laughs) Are you listening to me? (laughs) Probably. Well, Alexa does. We know that. I mean, that thing's just on all the time. And my TV turns it on every time a commercial for Alexa comes on. (laughs) And I got my daily update. I'm like, stop. I was was talking on my iPhone. I said, hang on. I got to. What was that in the background? I said, I had to shut Alexa off. So she comes back. (laughs) The blue ring. I'll tell you one thing that freaked me out. And, uh, you know, I I kind of think that we all willfully accept this. You know, I know that the terms and conditions, no one reads that that's like a continued bit that people say but we you know we sacrifice it for the use of these services i mean they need to pay for them somehow and if something is free then you are the thing that they're making money off of absolutely what freaked me out is i have one of those google homes sure very much you know their counterpart to alexa and you can go into your google account and it literally has the i can listen to the recordings of things that I like, you know, tell me what time it is, did the Tigers win, no, things like that. And so that Do you really t- have to ask if the Tigers won these days? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm excited on, for the man. upcoming season. I mean, it's like <laughs> Alavila came out the other day and said, hey, by the way, the team's going to stink for a little while. I'm like, no, really, yeah. really. You they traded look, everybody away and you got a bunch they, of rookies coming up. It's going to be yeah. a fun season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they like, look about as threatening as the caravan. Um, <laughs> but it just, that to me, like... And it is useful because sometimes you need to know where somewhere is, and I can go back and like see the places I visited. And as long as you're not doing anything nefarious, like I thought, like hey, if I ever get accused of murder, I can like use Google to show them that I was just watching cat no, videos. No, no, no. At home. Somebody <laughs> took your phone and they went there, and but, they but took it your... has my voice. But oh. then that makes me think, like, if this is what they're like letting me see. Then what can they see? see That's then, very see, true. I'm an impressionist. If I want to do Tom Brokaw at a murder scene, he may very well be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> say, yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> yo, yo quiero Taco Bell. Assimilate. Is it time for news? Uh, uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Right. Give us the news. Thank you very much, Craig Foley. Uh, thanks to the polar vortex, frigid temperatures are gripping the Great Lakes region. Well, we are not alone. This morning in Washington, they actually had to jumpstart Nancy Pelosi's face. Uh. Saturday is Groundhog Day, as you know, that's tomorrow. And you know how this works? If President Trump's hair sees its shadow, we'll have another three months of government shutdown. (laughs) And Sunday, of course, Super Bowl. The real physical conflict, however, will likely happen on Monday when my bookie comes to collect. (laughs) Broken leg of lamb for supper on Sunday. Starbucks is teaching baristas how to deal with customers who might be angry about Howard Schultz running for president. Unfortunately, though, there's still no plan to teach baristas how to pronounce your name. My name is not Tim Brickay. All right, millennial losers. Assimilate, for God's sake. Tyson is recalling. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tyson is recalling more than 30,000 pounds of chicken nuggets this week as they may contain rubber. 
There is even a chance that some of the nuggets may contain chicken. <laughs> Another rubber chicken news, KFC announces testing a new Cheeto fried chicken sandwich. Who says America isn't great anymore? That's right. All right. I got to stop you, Tom, because we definitely right, need to talk about anyway. we definitely need to talk about the Cheetos Check chicken out. sandwich from KFC. <laughs> because last I checked, KFC is is oh so healthy. Yes. You know, because remember, they were the creators of the Double Down. I need a fact check on the that. Double my first, Down was my great. My first job, my first employer. Really? Uh, yes. Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yes, KFC. Wow. So what are the 11 herbs and spices? I Do am, we want I to know? I can tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Really? Are you the next colonel? <laughs> <laughs> you should be. It'd be good. Anybody, everybody else seems to have the gig. Oh, no McDonald gets it. It's yeah. a great, it's a great oh, I ad love campaign. That game, those, yeah. those are funny, but um, they will sell a, a, a ton of these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cheetos... Cheetos have legendary status, right? I know. I use them for makeup. And Taco Bell. Remember, Taco Bell and KFC are the same company, same That's parent right. owner. I think it's PepsiCo, Yum, right? Yum, oh, Brands. Yum, Yum Brands, yeah. which is a division of Pepsi, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It might be. Anyway, There's like they had the Doritos Locos Taco, which at first I was like, well, this is just, you know, why? And then you ate one. I ate one. Yeah. I don't know if I'll try the Cheetos sandwich. <laughs> I'm not sure. But yeah. I, it seems I, like I, everyone is chasing the Dorito. Like, that was just, that's the I mean, perfect match. I mean, the best cross-promotion, because they own that brand, if I'm not mistaken, too. I think Frito-Lay might be part of that whole thing. So he's got the Doritos and... Can we say Frito-Lay? I mean, if you're a bachelor, do you really want to <laughs> advertise that kind of thing? I mean, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. Will you try one? Would you try one? No, I mean, I love I'm Cheetos. Ve- I'm vegetarian, so... Oh, are you? That's out of the question. I mean, well, Cheetos, the Cheetos... They've got to be vegan, like, aren't they? Or they're fried in something, it, but no, vegetable it, oil. It, yeah, well, I can when scrape I the outside like that's right. Just have thinking. a bun and it'd be like a vegan Whopper, right? You yeah, know, you just right. don't get the meat on there, just all the other stuff. People order those all the time. I know. All right, go ahead, Spencer. Well, I was just going to say, when I hear stories like this, I start wondering if I need to do a better job assimilating because <laughs> I have no idea why. Like, I love Cheetos and I like fried chicken, but why they don't need to mix. I mean, I mean, maybe it will be great. What, you deep fry a, a motorcycle seat and it tastes good. It, that is true. But is that, is, that what, is that what assimilation into America means? <laughs> you start eating crap like that? Yeah. Pretty much. Listen, get with it. I, that our commander-in-chief is a big fan of fast food. Well, as we saw. Oh, as we saw. Yeah. That was a couple weeks ago. He's we already so talked about that yeah. one, so we can't really go backwards. I understand. But, um, you know, if I go to yes, the White House. we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying every day. Right. Uh, all right. I, I wanna, we've only got about five minutes left here, and I definitely want to get into this. Minor league baseball is a wonderful thing, right? Yes. Because they have teams with you know, the fighting carp and stuff like that. <laughs> We've got the Lansing Lugnuts. And I love right. it. Traverse City has rebranded their baseball team. They are now the Pit Spitters, of course. Yes. Living up to the Cherry Country uh, heritage there. But yep. what a great name for a baseball team, the Pit Spitters. You have to say it very carefully, though. Right? Say it five times in a row real fast. Come on, I dare you. <laughs> Come on, Craig. I'm not going to try that, but that's <laughs> all right because it's going to go somewhere. It's going to go better somewhere than bad. Cherry Pop and Daddy's. Yes, um, um, very yeah. true. Very true. But they could play. They could play. Might I'm sure they, that they, they are playing they, minor league baseball. Say, they, could, they could get a gig somewhere. You know, it'd be it nice to have them back. Carnac joke. Snow White's cherry. It's red and has seven dents. Oh my! Can't do Disney. You can't do Disney porn. You just can't. It's just not a good place to go. Uh, all right, we should end with the weirdest story I saw this week, and I always try to find one story that is just bizarre. Um, there's a lady in New Mexico that kept finding bologna sandwiches left on her front porch. I saw this Nobody story. knows who's doing this or why, but she 
looked at it and found out that somebody had not just been doing it, but they'd been urinating on the sandwiches before they left them on her porch. Oh, my. And I, I don't know. As some, you do. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Doesn't exactly everybody? Right. That's exactly right. But I'm thinking to myself, well, a bologna sandwich has never really been my favorite anyway. Oh. No, but, mine, but, mine either. Is this some sort of fetish? Is this some sort of weird thing? Well, do we know if the person peeing was free range? <laughs> I have no idea. They don't know who the guy is or why he's doing it. Oh, my. But it's not. she's not the only one. He's apparently done it to a few we people. We know why he's doing it. In the neighborhood. Oh, why would anyone? <laughs> what would make somebody think about that? It's, uh, it's just strange is what it is. I mean, we were talking about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I got a, be- I got a better one. Yes, I got, last I have week. I jingle. Oh, well, let's hear yeah. it. My, my baloney has a first name. It's U-R-I-N-E. Oh, my baloney has a sponsor. His name is R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, boy. You leave me this crap every day. I think that you must be insane because you're a nut bar, I must say. I think I'll switch to PBJ. <laughs> and with that, we close out the Friday Follies. <laughs> Spencer Hayes, thank you very much for thank being here. Appreciate sir. it very much. Nice job. job. Rookie. Very job. Rookie yeah. comes out swinging. Does a good job. Very Appreciate good. it very much. Ed Kelly, always a pleasure. The even, pressure was mine. Even if, even if you end with that. <laughs> pit spitters, check me out. Yeah. That's right. Pit, That's pit, absolutely right. Pit, pit spitters. Well, thanks to Michael Lucido for engineering the broadcast today. He's right over there. You can't see him, but uh, one of these days I'm actually going to put him on the camera. And, and on the uh, payroll. <laughs> That's right. That's right. One of these days I'll pay people. That'll be good. I can't believe you wore a mink coat. That's that's right. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for watching. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. It is going to warm up. It's actually like 8 degrees out there today. It feels fantastic. The Vortex 2019 is behind us. We'll be singing soprano next week. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been the Craig Folly Show, the Friday Follies on Deadline Detroit. (laughs) Tell your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. Find it anywhere uh, that you find podcasts. And thanks for watching today. Appreciate it.